0: We're in the middle of 32B, Lamed Beis, the Beis. We're at, um, so if you're in the wide lines, the widest lines, one, two, three, four, five. Five lines down in the widest lines. Uh, we are now going to be analyzing a, um, a verse from Isaiah from Yeshayahu. So we're at the colon on that line. The last word on the line. And Zion said that God has forsaken me and that God has forgotten me. Now isn't forgetting and forsaking the same thing? What's this double language mean? says, The Jewish people said... In front of God. Rebono shola. Master of the universe. Adam nosei isha. Ali If somebody marries a woman. Um, a uh, second wife. So in addition to his first wife. Zohar masa harishona. He remembers the conduct of his first wife. Ata azavtani You, however, have both forsaken me. Meaning you married a second wife. And you forgot me, you don't even recall the actions of your first wife. So that's how the Jewish people feel um, when they are, uh, when they are uh, at that point in history when they were both exiled. And it seemed as other nations took their place. Um, it seemed that his other nations took their place. Now, Amr Halow Hakadosh Baruch so God says back, the Holy One Blessed is He says back to the Jewish people, B.T., my daughter. Shnei Masar Barasi Barakia. I made twelve constellations in the sky. Val Kol mazal Barasi Lo Shoshim and for each constellation, I made for them thirty soldiers. Val Kol Chayav Chayav Barasi Lo Shoshim Ligion. And for every one of the 30 soldiers, I made them a. Uh, I made them 30 legion, another type of officer. I'll Ligion, the Ligion, Barasilo, Shoshim, Rahaton. And for each legion, I created 30 Rahatons, another type of officer. I'll call Rahaton, Baratom, Barasilo, Shoshim, Karton. And for each Rahaton, I made 30 carton, another type of officer. I'll the Barasilo, gastra. And for every carton I created for that... 30 Gasterah, another type of officer. And for each Gasterah, I put, I uh, put into the, I put um, 365,000 um, 365 times 10,000 times a thousand times 10,000 um stars i put into the uh i i i i for each Gastar i made that number of stars um which correspond to the days of the solar year and all of that i only created for your sake i only created for your sake the jewish people can you possibly say and yet you are and yet you are saying that I forgot you and I forsake, forsake you, that is absolutely not the case. Look what I've done for you. And I continue to do for you on a regular, bi- on a constant basis, because as we know, when God creates the world and everything, God constantly creates it, okay? Um, so let's go further in that verse. Hasishkah isha'ula, <laughs> can a woman forget her child? Um, so God says So in other words God's saying God is answering a person can't forget their child I'm not going to forget you and homiletically what God is saying is can I possibly forget the sacrifices, the rams and the first uh, the firstborn animals that you sacrificed before me in the desert? so the Jewish people said to God, Ribanallah, master of the universe, But now that we know that there's no forgetting by you before your um before your glorious throne We are worried lest you not forget for us the um, sin of the golden calf that we engaged in. If you remember everything then you remember that too. So, Amar Allah, so God answered to the Jewish people, even these, they will be forgotten. And that's what God answers. Amr al Fado. the Jewish people say to God, master of the universe, being that there is forgetfulness, being that God does forget, as we said already, um, uh, being that, that, being as we just explained, that uh, God forgets the golden calf. So, just like there is forgetting about that, we're worried that you forget that we stood before you at Mount Sinai and said, Nasa, the Nishma, we will do and then we will hear. We're worried that, that you will forget about that. my Law, so to that Hashem responded, and I will not forget you, which is uh, which we understand to mean that I will not forget. Um, you at Mount Sinai. And this is what Rabbi Lazar said in the Mer of Oshia. what does it mean when it's written? Also, these they will be forgotten. That's a reference to the golden calf, the sin of the golden calf. When it says, "I will not forget you," Sinai. This is a reference to the um, what took place at Mount Sinai. Okay, so now we're going to go back to talk about the Mishnah. We're going to go back to analyze the Mishnah. We are like right in the middle of the wide lines or maybe a little bit further down at the colon where it says, Chasidim Harishonim. Okay, Chasidim Harishonim, him Sha'achas, the early pious ones. They would wait an hour before davening, and then they would daven for an hour, and then they would wait another hour after, after davening. And when we refer to davening, we're referring to saying the ashray or the Amida. Okay. Minoha Now, from where do they get this, that they should wait before davening, before starting to daven? Amr Levi, says, Amar Krah, the verse says, Praiseworthy are those who dwell in your house. Um... And then it says, Od hallelujah. And then it says, then or further, they will praise you. So it seems like first you should dwell or sit, you know, just uh, sit in the house, sit in God's house. And then when you're done doing your intro- introductory you're sitting, then you will praise them. Then you will praise God and Rabbi Shimon Levi says Hamispalel tarchlisho lishos has achat filos somebody that prays should also wait an hour after they dovin Shinammer as the verse says ach tzadikim yodul shimcha first it says the righteous will give thanks to your name um yeshivu yeshrim the straight or the upright um Will dwell in your presence. So we see that first you give thanks and prayer, and then you dwell. So again, you're, after praying, you do you, you wait. You don't just leave. You wait for an hour. um also learned about this in Somebody that prays needs to wait an hour before their prayer service, the Achas Achar Tfilaso, and then an hour after their prayer service from where do they know we know that before praying you need to wait an hour or you should wait an hour? as the verse says, Praiseworthy are those that dwell in your house. And what about um, waiting after the prayer service? tikhsib as the verse says, Um so the righteous ones will give thanks to your name. And the sh- upright ones, they will dwell before you. Okay, so the same verse is used to teach the same thing. <inaudible> Tanur the rabbis taught. <inaudible> the early chasidim, um, <inaudible> the early pious ones would wait an hour. <inaudible> and then they would pray for an hour. <inaudible> and then they would wait another hour. But now that they are doing, basically spending nine hours a day in um, involved in prayer, then the question is, how is their Torah going to be preserved? Right? Have, they don't really have any time to learn and, and recall their Torah learning. And also, when, how are they going to get their work done? So um we answer Elumitohsh Chasidim Him rather because they are Chasidim, because they are pious, Torah Samish Tamaras, Umalachtan Mesparakas. Their Torah learning is preserved, and their work is blessed, is extra blessed. So that's the answer. Okay, so now we're going to go further and analyze our Mishnah. We're now at the last colon on the page. We said that if you're in the middle of Shemona Esrei, if you're in the middle of Amida and a king asks, um, the king asks how you are doing, you are not allowed to answer them. Amar of Yosef says, This is only true about a Jewish king, that you can't answer them. However, if it's a non-Jewish king, Posig, then you can stop and respond to their... Um, respond to, to what they said. So we're going to ask on this. And the reason, by the way, that you could respond for a non-Jewish king is because to not respond to a non-Jewish king could put your life at risk, and um, we do not ever let you put your life at risk. So they asked on Rav Yosef, if you're praying, and you see a hooligan coming near you, or you see a wagon coming towards you you should not just stop your prayer rather shorten your prayer and then leave so what do we see we see that you are not allowed to stop um, just stop your prayer even if it means that you may put yourself in a dangerous situation so we say no it's not a question when it's possible to just shorten without actually stopping, then shorten. But if it's not possible to shorten it, then, then um, you should just stop your prayer and do what you need to do to get away from the danger. It happened with a pious man, who was praying on the road. And one a uh, some general came and said hello to him, Vlo shalom, and he did not respond because he was in the middle of his prayer service. After he, after he finished his prayer service, the general said to him, Reka, you're an empty man, meaning you're a fool. doesn't it say in your torah Ra Ushmar Be careful to guard yourself and to guard your life. And it also says, You should be very careful to guard your life. So here the Torah is telling you to be careful to preserve your life. So so when I said hello to you, Why didn't you respond with a hello? If I would have cut off your head with a sword, no one would have asked, no one would have come to demand your blood from me. Meaning, it was your fault. It would have been your fault that you would have been killed. What are you doing? Why didn't you respond to me while you're in the middle of your prayer service? Amarlo, um, so this chassid answered back, this pious man answered back, Hamtainly, wait, give me a moment, so that I can appease you with my words. Amarlo, um, and this is what the pious man said. He said to him as follows. If you had been standing before a king of flesh and blood, and your friend came and said hello to you. So you were standing in front of a king and your friend, meanwhile, and you were in conversation. And then your friend came and said hello to you. Okay, now we're going to be turning to the next page. Hayisa. Last word on the page, would you have returned the greeting to your friend? Omarlo love. And the general said, No. And if you would have returned the greeting to your friend, what would the king have done to you? Omarlo, he said to them, they would have cut off my head with a with a, a sword. so now he said to him, The Homer Now shouldn't we then say that um, that we have a kalbachomer here, that all the more so in my case. <speaking in> because <Hebrew> take a look, for you, if you would have stood before a king of flesh and blood, <speaking in Hebrew> who is here today, <speaking in Hebrew> and tomorrow will be in the ground, will be in the grave, <speaking> in <Hebrew> yet you would go ahead and behave as such with that king, that you would not have stopped to respond to somebody else. <speaking in Hebrew> so for me, <speaking in Hebrew> who's standing before the King of Kings, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Holy One Blessed be He, Shehu Chai V'Kayon, who, who is alive and enduring, La'adu La'omel Amim, forever and ever. Al'achaz kam Vakama. then all the more so that I should not stop to respond to somebody else if I'm in the middle of conversation with him. So miyad mispayas osso hasar. So at that point, the general was appeased. V'niftar osso chassid leveso l'shalom. And the pious person went on to his home in peace so that's the end of that story um we'll Very go a little story. we'll go a little bit further um we're going to still analyze the mishnah it says <speaking> even if a stake is um is on his heel he should not stop davening says, <speaking> we only taught this when it came to a snake <speaking> but you certainly should stop if it's a scorpion because a scorpion is much more liable to bite. May say they asked on this. <clears throat> if you fell into a lion's den, eden you are not... Oh, that doesn't mean... So you see somebody that, goes into, that falls into a lion's den, you would have to see them being killed. You can't just now assume that they were killed and testify that this guy died however if he fell into a pit that was full of snakes and scorpions then then you could testify that the person died without actually seeing him die. I mean you can testify that he died. So we see that both so what we see from here is that both snakes and scorpions are liable to kill somebody or liable to bite. So why then did rapshatius differentiate between a scorpion and a snake when one was davening? So he answers, shiny hasam, there when you fell into a pit, it's different. Because there, because you fell in, you put that pressure, right? Well, falling on a snake, that's when a snake will certainly bite. But if you are just standing there davening and a snake comes to your heels, there's no reason to assume that they will necessarily bite you, and therefore you can continue your davening and should not stop. How does a scorpion bite A uh, if it's just, and if it's a scorpion that's around you, then you definitely should stop um, and run away. Um Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzhak says, Ra shivarim If you saw bulls coming, you should stop your prayer. The tani Rabbi because Rabbi Yoshio says, mishartam You should always distance yourself from a from a ox that does not have a history of goring. You should distance yourself fifty Ama. Which is 75 to 100 feet. And in an ox that does have a history of goring, you should um, distance yourself as far as the eye can see. taught in the name of a Torah Even if the ox, or even if the bull actually, even if its head is in, it, is, is feed, is in its feeding trough. Solik Laagra still you should go up to the roof Darga mitutach and take the ladder out from under you. That's how dangerous these bulls and oxen can be. this is only true when it comes to a black bull during the days of Nisan. So that's the spring it finally gets to, it finally sees everything blooming and it feels a far, far more expansive and when it feels far more expansive, it uh, can become more destructive. And why, so again, the way the Gemara says it is because during the month of Nisan, uh, the beginning of spring, that's when um, Satan is dancing between its horns, but that was the explanation given. Okay. Tanarapan and the rabbis taught There was a story in one place, Shahaya Arod, where there was an Arod, which is a type of snake, and it would damage all the, uh, the people that lived there. Bendosa, so they came and told Rabbi Khanina Bendosa about this. Omar Lahem and he said to them, show me its pit, show me where the snake lives. Hero is they showed him the pit. Nasana and he put his heel on the entrance to the pit. Yatsa, the snake came out, and it bit him, Oso arod, and that snake actually died. Nitaloakse, so Rabbi Khanina put the snake onto his uh shoulders, the heavyolave, and he brought the snake to the study hall, Lahem and he said to them, Rubanai, see my children, rod Mamis. It's not the snake that kills memis. rather it's the the sin that kills. Um at that point they said, Oe Loila Adam, woe is to a person shapabo a rod who meets in a road the oilola road and goes to the the snake shepago Rabbi ben who meets up who has the who has to meet up with Rabbi Chanina ben dosa okay we'll stop here for today um, and uh, we will uh, continue on wednesday with a new mishnah have a great week